Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. Tuesday afternoon, final hour of the show. Thanks for being with us. This hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season at mancavestore.com. We'll get to the big story of the day in just a couple of minutes. Brandon Adams is going to join us in about 15 minutes. We'll talk some college football with him. Uh, and then we'll get to an AMA to wrap things up at 1.40. Any question, any topic, phone lines will be open at 404-726-0929. Thanks again to Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris for joining us in the last hour. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it's, it's funny because, I mean, the same vision. You don't want to hear one person say one, per- one thing. I mean, as much as you want them to give you something, obviously, you know, but but do you hear the, huh? Well, I think we should go here. Well, he said this, and then he said that. And I get it. It's easy to answer the questions, and it's easy to be on the same page when you are professional at answering questions. Yeah, but that that is a good indicator a lot of times, and that's why, you know, reporters will ask the same question over a course of time to different people to see if you get a different answer. And sometimes you do get a slightly different one. I mean, I think that's something that – you know, over the last handful of years, we might have noticed you got this answer from Nate McMillan, but you got this answer from Travis Schlenk, mm-hmm. or you got, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when, when you start to hear slightly different versions of answers from organizations, that gives you an idea that maybe everyone's not on the same page. The collaboration isn't coming together the way that they would want it to. Um, look, these guys have been working together for three weeks, yes. so I would hope the collaboration yeah. is right. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. If there's a rift already, then things are bad. Yeah. Obviously, there's not. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, they're going to say the stuff that we figured that they would say. I think the most telling thing, I don't know if Bo was able to grab it or not. Bo was able to grab it. You grabbed the the did okay great well let's get to the big story of the day then and let you hear raheem morris say it himself brought to you by qc kinetics non-surgical treatment for joint pain and then obviously man the elephant in the room is you know having to add that quarterback that can make a difference right that quarterback that you win because of and not despite of or that quarterback that can actually go out there and win you the game and change the game for you or change how you do yourself from a whole entire organization, uh, not just from a game-to-game standpoint, but from a whole perspective. And I think um, they've done such a good job of of putting that all together um, that we are very close and we feel very confident that we're going to be able to build a winner here. 
So that's pretty clear, yeah. right? Like if you needed any more, Desmond Ritter would not be here. Conferring. Well, Emma's won't be here. Not gonna be starting. He's not gonna be starting. Not gonna be starting. And I know that for whatever reason, there's hey, just still get, been get him a quarterback coach. Some faction that believe that's a possibility or that's the answer, or something like that. No, they're getting a new quarterback. They want a guy who you can win football games with. They want a franchise quarterback, a guy that you can build around. I kind of thought we were all there already, but if you weren't. There you go. Yes. That's what the coach of the team said to us 15 minutes ago. Yes. They're trying to find that guy. They don't. That implies they don't have that guy, which clearly everyone I thought knew that they didn't. Uh, so that's the goal of the offseason. So at the very least, we we put that one to bed. <laughs> that one isn't right. Did we? I, I hope so. Like next time Abe does a show and he takes phone calls about what they should do at quarterback, we can't have 10 people call in and say Desmond Ritter, yes. do this with Desmond or do Leave that with Desmond. Leave Abe alone. It's over. Leave Abe alone. Leave him a no. damn Leave him alone. Leave him a damn alone. Leave him alone. Um, Desmond Ritter's not going to be the quarterback they're gonna, But they need to figure out the long term. It, it is, and that's the thing about when we talk about the bridge. Because Russell or Kurt ain't going to be here more than two years. No, probably no, not. Pro- no more than two. Russell years. still thinks he can play for ten more yes. years, but that'll be up to the the league yes. to decide. We'll yes. have Russell if he plays good, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like Ru- Russell's a couple bad years away from being done. Yeah, and so now you, I mean, you go into the the, the draft process of uh, wherever you are taking it, uh, you know, taking the quarterback. Do you move up? Do you stay? Do you move back? Now moving back puts you in a different bracket of quarterbacks if that's where you want to go. Yeah. But my thing is, if you're going to move back to 12, why not take him at 8? If they move back, that means they did something in free agency. Yes. Or like, a trade. If they move back or stay at 8, they got the quarterback. Yep. In freeze. Yep. I, I do believe that. I don't believe they're going to take somebody, and I could be wrong, but I just don't think they want to do this after what happened last year, is that they're going to wait and then maybe take a second-round quarterback. Now, this is always a possibility, and I'll never rule it out because the league MVP, this happened to him. Baltimore goes back in the first round against mm-hmm. somebody, like a Michael Penix or somebody at 32. It wouldn't surprise me at or, all or something like that. if Penix is still hanging around, or Bo Nix maybe, but Penix seems like the yeah. more likely one. Depends on how his combine and workouts go and stuff. But, yeah, like Penix is still there at the end of the first, and the team's like, I don't know, like – you try to get that fifth year. Yep. And at that, the very it, least, you get that yep. fifth year. Yep. At the very best, he turns into a two-time MVP. And that's the only thing I can see the Falcons doing. If they stay at eight, they take the pass rusher, whatever, whatever, and they try to get like they did for Caleb McGarry, come back right. in the first round and get a Michael Penny. Right. That's I mean, that's the only thing I can see going to the draft without another quarterback on the roster by draft time. Even still. So, man, that if would they be, don't, if they don't, yeah. that'd be yes. crazy. Even if, if they don't move up or one of them don't drop to them at eight, I can see them maybe coming back in the first round. That'd be wild. So sit, they don't do anything in free agency. Mm-hmm. You keep the quarterback situation the way you have it right now. Right. You draft a pass rusher at eight, mm-hmm. and then Penix is still there. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, oh, shoot, we forgot. We didn't get a quarterback right. yet. Trade back in. Get Penix. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that would be. I ain't saying anything's going to happen. No, no, no. No, no. But again, it's a scenario. It's a scenario. It's one that hadn't been mentioned yet. Right. Congratulations. You unlocked a new scenario. But, <laughs> yeah. That's all it is right now. Coming up with different <laughs> ones that no one said yet. Um, yeah, again, I reading tea leaves or between the lines or anything like that. I uh, don't know that I can give you a ton off of that. It still sounds to me or feels to me like aggressively trying to move up in the draft and get one of those three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And that's just because other people around the league have said it. I wasn't like Terry didn't pause extra long during his answer or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll go back and fine tooth comb it tonight and see if we can <laughs> get anything out of it. But um, probably not. But uh yeah, I mean, that makes the most sense to me at this point. Um, yeah, 
It does. It does. And we're going to talk about this more. We're just going to continuously break down. Oh, it's not done. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to continue to go. uh, And, you know, when you look at – because this is what we know about – we've been talking about this, and we'll probably continue to mention it or whatever, whatever. In any quarterback draft where there's there's a possibility of five guys going, the fourth and fifth guy are the most over-evaluated of them all Mm -hmm. because of the simple fact is that everybody needs quarterbacks sometimes. And meaning that, hmm – Hmm. It, it, it never fails. The organization will that needs a quarterback will look at the fourth or fifth guy like, hmm. how many quarterbacks do you think go in the first round? I think five. Five, mm-hmm. not six. Mm-hmm. I think. Five. Who's the one that doesn't? I don't think Bo Nix goes. In the first you don't round. think Bo goes in the first round? Okay. Okay. I know. I mean, I wouldn't take him in the first I don't, round. I, I just can't. I can't take a predominantly bubble screen. No, who never won a big game in his entire college career. I can't do it. O for his career against the Midday Show, by the way. Yeah. Georgia beat him how many times? Uh, Four times? Enough. Washington beat him three times. O for seven against us? Yeah. And we both had a lot to do with it. Hell yeah. Foots! Foots. That's seven foots. But but I'm saying. Between the two of us. But that's going to be the thing with with, when you watch Bo Nix do the quarterback workout. He's going to eat it a lot. Yeah, he's going to run really fast, he's gonna and he's going to be accurate. He's going to eat it a lot. And he's going to do good in the interviews yeah, and he, all that. He's going to eat the combine a lot. Maybe good enough to trick someone. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at – if they have all the measurables and everything at the, at the end of the combine, Monique's probably going to be in all of them. Three cones. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I still don't understand why the quarterback's got to do three cones and stuff. And I, don't, I still don't understand why they got to run a damn 40. But, I mean <laughs> – just put me out there, and watch it throw. Yeah, yeah. Right. Look, watch me. What did you need to know my vertical for? If I'm jumping, if I'm showing my vertical in a football game, that means the snap went over my head. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hell, I need to show my vertical for. Because it's fun. Yeah. Boy, he can jump high. Yeah. I don't even damn vertical. I know that it shows explosiveness. That's oh, yeah. what they say. It shows Twitchy, your, fast twitch. Yeah. It shows explosiveness and all that stuff. Yeah. I just need you to be able to get the ball to that guy. My favorite thing Daniel Jeremiah says when they're talking about prospects on their podcast, him and Bucky Brooks. Twitched up. Yeah. Oh, he's twitched up. Oh, that's, his new, <laughs> that's, that's his new thing. Because he's a, he's what, a what, freaky what, dude, what, what and was, he's what twitched was, uh, up. Mayox saying tighten the ankles. Oh, you don't want to be that. Yeah, you tighten the ankles. He's tightening the hips. Mm-mm. Yeah, he can't bend and all that other stuff. Where's the worst place to be tight? <sighs> like, as an athlete? Or just, yeah, or in general. Um, I don't know. Neck? Yeah, well, there's nothing worse than our no, bike. Like tight that, Tight back. The back. Yeah, the bike. The bike. You don't want that bike tight. Hips don't want tight hips. You don't want to be really tight anywhere. I know. You would like to be flimsy. Ideally. Yeah, ideally. What do you like about the prospect? He's just the flimsiest athlete I've ever seen. He's just like a damn wet noodle. Just throw him against the wall and it sticks there. We showed her that the other night, by the way. Big mistake. Oh, we were dude, making spaghetti. Now she's just throwing damn noodles Huge at the mistake. wall. <laughs> she's throwing noodles at the wall. Oh, this would be cool. Now, for once, it wasn't me that did it. Right. Normally, I'm the one that does stuff like that. My wife was like, oh, you know how you can test to see if the noodles are done? Bap! Do it right against the... I, I, just, uh, I just think that is the not, not a good way. Well, I mean, it works, but it's not like you could also just... Taste it. Taste it. Yeah, that's what I'm like. (laughs) Taste it. You know. Yeah, but now we got three-year-old throwing noodles all over the place. Good luck with that. You can't be mad at her because she was told to do it by a parent. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing what they teach us. Uh, Yeah. Why don't you get them a a board or a chalkboard or a grease board to write on? That'll keep them busy from writing on the walls. No, all he sees is this white grease board looks like that white wall. All it is is a flat (laughs) surface. And now every flat (laughs) surface is a grease board. Exactly. Oh, boy. All right. Flimsy. That's what we're looking for. Flimsy prospects. We'll come back. Brandon Adams is flimsy as they come. We'll talk some Georgia football with him. Uh, big picture college football with B.A. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ladies and gentlemen. It's Andy and Randy. What a fantastic intro. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Midday Show. Andy and Randy with you here. Just a busy day. I like this. Busy, busy day here on the Midday Show. Obviously, got things started with Mike Conti. The 11 o'clock hour. Talks some Atlanta United and Hawks. Hawks in action tonight, by the way, right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The return of John Collins. Yeah, man. For the first time. And we know he's getting the video. Second game without trade. Yep. Uh, If they play well and win tonight, it still doesn't mean they don't need him. How many games do they have to win before it does? Uh, all of them. <laughs> they go 27-0. <laughs> Finish the season. All right, I guess it is. They're better without him. You convinced me. Uh, but anyway, we'll see how they do tonight. Uh, if you missed it, we did have the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, Terry Fontenot, and the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Raheem Morris, on the show in the noon hour. Both of those interviews available on the website, 92.9thegame.com. Both of those interviews available on the podcast page. Subscribe to the Andy and Randy podcast. We also got the audio fixed. So I guess yesterday sounded kind of weird. Today should sound better. And they may be on Facebook, too. The interviews might be on Facebook. We're seeing if we can. Oh, they are. They're going to be on Facebook, too. So it doesn't matter what kind of social media you use. There you go, Fred. There you go, Magic Fred. We got it on Facebook for you. Uh, Also, at this time on Tuesdays, Brandon Adams joins us to talk some Georgia football and college football in general. Brought to you by R.S. Andrews, air conditioning, heating, plumbing, and electrical. B.A., how are you? I am doing great. And if you don't mind me saying this real quick, I got a chance to hear some of the Raheem Morris. I think a coach like that that speaks so clearly to the fans, direct message, easy to follow, easy to understand. I don't know if he's going to win or not. Yeah. But, man, that communication is a valuable asset. I really do think that. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, there, there's only so many ways these guys are going to answer certain types of questions this time of year. I get that. Like, the you could ask a guy a question in February and get a different answer than if you asked him the same question in July just because yeah. they, ha- they have to be a little bit more – close to the vest this time of year and all that kind of stuff. But I really like this answer on what happens when we disagree. Like, I, yeah. I, I know that it, it would be very um, easy for guys and probably even common and maybe not even incorrect for guys to be like, you know, at the end of the day, to hell with you, I'm the head coach. you got to listen to me. Buck stops here. Right. He was like, no, it's, you know, 
doesn't really serve anybody to do that. Like we have to have an open line of communication. Sometimes I'm wrong. I need to listen to my guys. The best thing we can do is, is be collaborative. I know that's their word, but I don't know. I, I loved his answer on that one. He also did heap praise on Kirby Smart at the podium earlier today as well. I'm sure you saw that. Well, you always like that. But I just think he comes from an honest place. And to me, that's a, that's a good place to come from. Yeah, me too. I, I agree with that totally. Um, let me get your take on this. And I don't just mean specifically Del McGee or any of the hires that were made. Like big picture when Georgia loses coaches and or Georgia hires coaches, what is your general uh, opinion of these hirings, these comings and goings? I think that you want to be the kind of program that guys are leaving to go get, I would say, better jobs. You can sort of debate group of five head coach in the current era about like what kind of job that is. It's the job that Del McGee really wanted. But I think you want to be the kind of a program where coaches come through they grow and they go get a chance to be a head coach. McGee becomes the third position coach that George's had, not coordinator, position coach that's, less, that's left to become a head coach. You kind of want that. It's sort of like the same parallel with players. It's good to have some seniors, but you don't want all seniors. What you want are juniors who leave to go to the NFL draft. That's what you want. You want players who are really good and really talented, so talented that they're you know propelled to leave sooner than they could. Same thing for the coaching ranks there as well. You want, you want upwardly mobile, ambitious coaches, and you want to be the kind of program that develops them so they can move on to the next phase because there will always be guys waiting in the wings. There will always be the next opportunity there. So it is an unrealistic viewpoint to say, let me have 10 great coaches and hold on to them right. all forever. Right. If you can hold on to them forever, that means they're not great. Yeah, that's true. That's true, true B.A. But, oh, I, I, or they're really old. Really, is, really old. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to – like rank who's lost, who, which coaching loss is, is uh, you know, the catastrophic word, whatever the word is. But tell me, what do you what do you think about Dale McGee? Because he seems like a guy that a lot of people thought should have had a head coaching job maybe a few years ago. What do you think about that process of him taking a job over at Georgia State? Yeah, I think it probably should have happened sooner. I mean, McGee's another uh, one of these guys who look. I think that he has been incredibly influential on the culture that's existed in Georgia. He's one of the first Kirby Smart coaching hires, one of the guys mm-hmm. that's been with him since 2016. And so, you know, I had, uh, you know, obviously been thinking for a couple of years, hey, the next step for him is probably being a head coach. However, I have to admit that we've also seen the thing, you know, the previous Georgia State coach left to go be a position coach in the SEC. I do think the, the, the group of five head coaching jobs have been downgraded a little bit because of the talent drain. You know, the transfer portal is taking – Anybody who might have NFL aspirations kind of yep. away from the group of five and yep. power five. In fact, watch this year's draft in a few weeks and see how few kind of group of five players actually get drafted, far fewer than there used to be, just simply because those guys are all leaving. So you know, I would say the group of five head coaching positions not for everybody anymore, but obviously for McGee it comes with the opportunity to coach his son, and I just think he's just ready to be kind of his own man leading his own program, and I certainly salute him for wanting to do that. And frankly, if he's going to do that, I'm glad he's doing it here in the Atlanta area so we can keep a little bit close eye on him and watch him. I think a lot of Georgia fans will be more than happy to root for Georgia State, you know, under those circumstances. So I'm really happy for him and glad that he's doing it close to home. We had a chance to actually interview him yesterday, too. He was on the show. If folks missed that, Georgia State fans are listening or whatever, and you missed our, our interview with Del McGee, that's available on the website as well. It was a big week. If you're a new head coach in the Atlanta area, you're likely going to be on the Midday Tuesday. Show with Andy and Randy. Um, so, so we didn't get a chance to talk to you last week, B. I know you're, you're on vacation, obviously, well-earned. Um, but the, the conversation we had about – the meetings about the college football playoff, they, 
They went to 5-7 for the 12-team, and then immediately the next day we're like, all right, now we got to go 14 or 16. I don't know why, but something about that just felt gross to me. Like, I, I've sort yeah. of dealt with all of this stuff fine and been like, ah, oh, it's just the state, state of things in college football. Like, I watched the Pac-12 evaporate last year, and I was like, that, that happens, you know? Uh, but something about immediately pivoting to more that quickly, just, ugh, I don't know why I didn't like it so much. But anyway, interested to get your take on, on that. Here's why it concerns me. I think if the three of us were on the radio or just sort of sitting around and talking, I think we would all agree there are like some legitimate concerns about college athletics right now, legitimate concerns. And maybe we don't always know exactly how to articulate what they are, but we all have a sense that something's wrong. And when you find out, well, oh, the SEC, the Big Ten, these are the you know, leagues that are powerful enough to do something about this. And instead of doing something about it, they're like chasing down every dollar bill that's not nailed to the floor. Like something about that just sort of feels like, you know, of all the issues we're facing in the sport right now, the SEC and the Big Ten not getting enough money is not one of those things. And the college football playoff not being big enough is not necessarily one of those things. I'm actually not that against – I mean, I could tolerate the playoff moving to, like, 16 teams. That, that wouldn't bother me. I think 32 is too many, but I think the 12 is better than four. Um, I, I yeah. kind of like a somewhat expanded playoff. But I'm like you. The timing of saying, okay, we're going to do this now prior to the actual 12-team playoff being implemented – what it shows you is, is, to me anyway, the people who do have the power to perhaps do something about the significant issues facing college athletics, all they're really worried about is, how do I get more money and how do I get a better position for my league, which is in a way their, their job. But it just so goes to show you there's not really a caretaker, a real stakeholder right now saying, what do we need to do to make sure college football still exists 20 years from now? You know, I, I, I don't know that those people right now are stepping to the forefront. And I do think – I don't want to be like alarmist because that's probably overstated. But I do think that people ought to be having some real conversations about what's truly happening, you know, in the sport right now. And figuring out how we expand the playoff before it actually expands the first time does not feel like the right tone. Uh, I, obviously, going back to Georgia real quick, BA. When you lose coaches, you have to bring some in, and and uh, I, it it didn't. I was not surprised that James Coley's back. Coley, you know, Coley's my main man and everything. But what was your thought yeah. process, and maybe some of the the people that like listen to your show and call into your show, what their thought process was about bringing Coley back after what ha- I think people kind of soured on him after his year as the OC here. Yeah, so being in the Georgia talk business has been interesting the last few years because there is very little negativity that's ever a part of the discussion because things have been going so well for Georgia. That was not true when James Cole was offensive coordinator in 2019. And, Randy, I do have to confess, I did not think he did a good job as offensive coordinator here in 2019. Their sort of points scored in SEC games is probably sort of the best example of kind of how – and why that was true. But I absolutely believe that he is, I think, potentially a great fit, but certainly highly capable and qualified for this particular job. He is a great recruiter. Uh, the players do seem to really like him. And while, you know, issues happen with the uh, offensive coordinator situation in 2019, maybe that was his fault. Maybe they were extenuating circumstances. I guess uh, that's to be determined in a future day. But being back here in this role is the kind of thing I am personally okay with. Now, for some Georgia fans, this was a little bit, I want to say controversial, but it was certainly a conversation starter. And yet uh, there's no doubt in this particular role that Coley is more than capable of getting the job done. In fact, he was successful in this spot prior to becoming offensive coordinator. It's just that the 2019 uh, tenure as the OC did not go very well. But uh, as a wide receivers coach, I think the Georgia fans ought to be pretty happy. About it. Yeah, I mean, you got to be, I mean, be searching 
to be mad about that. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, again, whatever. Like, you're a fan. Fan how you want. You get reaction, yeah. and that's good. People are fired up, hey, and that hey, matters. B-A. But if B-A. you're mad about the wide receiver coach yeah. who's been there and succeeded and Kirby yeah. knows and everyone loves him because he had one bad yeah. year as an OC, then you're just looking to be mad. I, I want to get Petty B.A. in here because they did get a running back coach, and he's from um, – uh, the school right down the street from here. Your, your, your thoughts on that, B.A.? I mean, listen, I think if you're Georgia Tech, the fact that you had an assistant coach that was good enough to be on Georgia's radar, I mean, that just tells me about the growth of the program here over the course of the last 12 months. And if you take anything from this, if you're a Yellow Jacket, that's the thing I think you take from it probably. Wow, that was so smarmy. So smarmy and fantastic. That was really well done. Really well delivered. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it, B. Good to be with you guys. Appreciate Brandon it. Adams there, oh, host man. of the Dog Nation Daily. That's beautiful. Like, because you knew he had something. I do. You knew he had I do. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Well, you ought to be honored that we even stooped to your level to steal one of your coaches. Wow. Uh, check out the uh, Dog Nation Daily podcast. He's a uh, Dog Nation Georgia insider as well. Follow him on and Twitter petty as hell. at Dog Nation Daily, and one of the pettiest. <laughs> one of the pettiest. And it's like he's got it for Georgia Tech for sure, yeah. but the real pettiness is for Florida. Like yes. every chance he gets, yes. man, just shots. <laughs> and why wouldn't he? <laughs> it's your rival. They're down. <laughs> Kick them. Um, all right, we'll come back. We'll get to an AMA. Phone lines are wide open. 404-726-0929 if you want to call us and ask us a question. I got a question for you, Randy. I got an NBA MVP question for you in the AMA. Okay. It's not what you think. Okay. I, was, you saw, I looked at you. No, it isn't. It's not what you think. Oh. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season at mancavestore.com. Before we get to the AMA questions, I was thinking about this on the way in. We didn't have a chance to talk about it at all. Maybe we'll get more into it tomorrow. Five straight NBA MVPs have been international players. Yes. Almost guaranteed that there's going to be an international MVP this year as well. Yes. Who's the next American-born NBA player to win MVP? Jason Tatum. Really? Yes. You think so? Yep. But he's having such a good year this year. Yep. He's got so much talent around him, it almost like doesn't I, let him win. He's going to win. You think so? Yep. I think he's the next American. Okay. Yeah, because you, you said in the break I couldn't use Anthony. You can't use Anthony Edwards. Yes. Yeah, because so that would be my answer. Yeah. Probably. No, I'm going to I'll say Jason Tatum. Okay. Yep. When? Uh, next year. Okay. He wins the MVP next year. I hope you're right. Not that I really care that much one way or the other. It doesn't really bother me that international players win the MVP. Right. Like, some people get mad about it. Right. But, like, I mean, probably either Shea, Gilgis, or Jokic yeah. is going to win it this year. Right. Luka may be able to sneak in there, too, because they're playing good. Mm-hmm. Luka's going to be in the mix for years. years. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Luka wins it next I'll year. Too. Okay. I hope you're right. Yeah. Uh, Davis is in Marietta. Hey, Davis. Hey, guys, a couple of quick points for ask a question. What a breath of fresh air to listen to Fontenot and Raheem uh, that actually have personalities on the radio. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is a breath of fresh air for them to be able to communicate with the radio guys in Atlanta. And secondly, have you seen the the salary for the Georgia State head coaching position lately? No. I mean, I don't blame the man, but here's my question. Um, you're known as a brother from another mother. So was I. I had a guy at UGA in the 80s. Mm-hmm. We were best buddies. I introduced him to his wife. Well, sweet. We, we both still talk about the girl. Did you have the girl? Both of you have great wives, and you're you're, you're good to go. Huh. But was there that one girl that you could have, that you may have, but you didn't? But you could have. Hell Thanks no. Of course not. Hell 
Oh no, absolutely not. It was made for my wife. He was a, that's my rib. What the hell are yeah, you talking about? Exactly. Davis? There's one woman in that the one, universe. The one, and I don't just mean now. The one woman that got away. In the history of mankind that was made for me. And I Dude. fortunately married her. Man, I'm, in that, I'm, in that, I'm in that good grace, dog. Pretty good chance she's listening right now. All the way. Yeah, mine too, brother. <laughs> All the way. Uh, I, guess, I don't know. Just for, for the sake of following up on his comment. What I Googled says the salary of the head coach at Georgia State for the head football coach is $850,000. Okay. That's a lot of money. Well, yeah, it's a lot of money. But I'd take that. Uh, <laughs> I'd take $850,000. I, like, I don't know what he's making in Georgia. Uh, probably more than that. Okay. Oh, I guess I don't know. I really I don't, don't, I don't know. know. I'm really not sure. But, uh, I mean, yeah, good for, good for him. Man. Yeah, but it's not, you know, it's not a power five job. I mean, it's, the money's not going to be the same. Right. But good for him, man. Good for him. Lace is in Ackworth. Hey, Lace. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi, Lace. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all letting me crack open this mic today. My first time getting able to, uh, to call in with you guys. Thanks for calling. Are you, Lace, Lace, you in a convertible? No, no, man. Unfortunately, I'm in a, I'm in a, a Ford Maverick. There's <laughs> a lot of wind noise. That's not unfortunate. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds nice. Hey, Lace. Hey, I'm, I'm, saving, I'm saving gas with this hybrid. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, but no, I did have a question for you guys. Um, what do you guys think about, let's say, if we don't get the draft, the quarterback in the draft, and we do, say, take Russell, Wib- Russell Wilson for a couple of years, and we follow that up with drafting somebody like Shadour Sanders to take over the reins after Russ kind of fizzles out? What do you guys think about that? I hate that idea. I hate I hate the idea because I don't want to. No be, I don't want to build for next year. Yeah, Shadur Sanders isn't in the draft until next year. Yeah. In order to get him, you probably have to suck yeah, this I'm year. Yeah. I don't. I'm not feeling. I mean, I would love to have Shadur here. Don't get me wrong, but no, that's exactly what that means. That you yeah. stink. That the, means the you path gotta, towards that means getting him suck this year is not a fun path. Yeah. Yeah. And more you likely, if worse than seven until like Shadur Sanders is probably if, a top five draft pick next. If year. he plays the way he played this year, yeah, yeah Shadur's gonna be a top ten pick. Yeah. So you don't want him back in top ten. Yeah. So no. I don't want no, no. I'm not saying I hate the idea of the Falcons having Shadour Sanders. Yeah. I'm saying I hate what it would take in order yes. for them to get to having Shadour Sanders. Like if they sign Russell Wilson and they're bad enough to get that guy, then everything sucks for the next year. Yeah. I don't want to do that. No. We just did that for six years. Yeah, man. Except for here's the difference. <laughs> They'd be worse than that. Because in order to draft that guy, you'd have to be worse. Yeah. Worse than the eighth pick. No. No, 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 no. Don't want that. Why do people do that? <laughs> you know what? Because he's not the first person I've heard suggest that. I want to know that, too. Why is it okay? Like, and I understand there's a hard cap in football. I understand it. It's a hard cap in football. But why is it that you want the Hawks to spend all the money, you want the Braves to spend all the money, but the Falcons, uh, uh, if the cap permits it? (laughs) I don't want to use up all that cap space for that guy. Yeah, it is interesting. I don't understand it. It Why why would you want to be a bridge, have a bridge until next year? That means, dude, do you – and I'm sure, what's his, what was his name? Lace. Lace. I'm sure Lace is a big-ass Falcon fan. Yeah. Do you remember how miserable it was last year? It wasn't fun. It was not fun. So why would you want to go through that again yeah. to, with the possibility of getting up against your door? It is an interesting commentary, though, on what football has conditioned us to do. Because yeah. you're right. Like, because I heard um, uh, Amin, I forget what his name is, but it's a former ESPN guy, basketball going? guy, he had a great point about just the way we talk about football versus the way we talk about other sports. The NFL's done such a good job of making everything seem so complicated mm-hmm. and like high-minded right. and like like elite 
uh, academic understanding status that you'll be like, yeah, you know, just suck for a while. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not going to, I'm going to hold them to this standard. And I don't understand it all that much. So I'm not going to talk about that. Like, no, man. Expect your teams to be good. Expect them to get good players immediately. I understand the salary structures in leagues are different. So what? Spend all your money and get good players. That's all I want. Frank is in Fayetteville. Hey, Frank. Hey, fellas. How are we doing today? Good. Hey, so the morning shift was talking about wrestling this morning. And so it got me thinking, what do you think was the best heel turn, right? Uh, I got two. Uh, Of course, when Hogan went Hollywood. Right. And then uh, when HPK turned on Bret Hart. Uh, oh, I tell you, I tell you, what's so crazy about you just talk about wrestling. For some reason, I got uh, I watched the uh, Roman Reigns uh, his FB, his WWE thing yesterday because he's number one of the new. Like, I like watching they have the documentaries on the former wrestler. I sat there and watched his, and I went down this whole wrestling thing. Well, I started, I watched like four of them over, and the one with Hollywood Hogan. If if I wasn't if I was younger, I would, I would have cried. Because that's how much of a big Hulk Hogan fan that I was. So I would have cried when that happened. So that's definitely number one. Uh, I wasn't surprised that Shawn Michaels turned on on Bret Mike um, on uh, Bret Hart. Uh, but I tell you, when when because I was again I was a Macho Man Randy Savage guy, and he, he was always iffy. And when the Mega Powers broke up because he thought he would mess around with Elizabeth, broke my heart as a kid, man. Big Randy, and, and also like the main. I've never Andy. I might have been seven. Main event. It was one of the things, WWF main event. It would come on maybe every third Saturday. You would get a chance to watch it because you didn't have pay-per-view. And I'll never forget when Andre the Giant ripped Hulk Hogan's cross and his shirt off. And it just broke my heart as a kid. Now that, I was like, just broke my heart. Just, how you going to do that? And then Bobby the Brain Heenan. I know you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't about, know any of it. But I remember I cried. On none of it. When Andre the Giant grabbed, he grabbed Hulk Hogan, right? I know who those guys are. Yeah, he grabbed Hulk Hogan and he ripped Hulk Hogan's shirt off and his chain and left a scratch on him. What? Yeah, man. The audacity. Yeah, dog. Hurt me. I will say, I'm glad he asked about that because I was thinking about it this morning because I know they did, I think it's like a top five list. Yeah. Heel turns. And I saw some of uh, Mike and Bo on Twitter and going back and forth with people. It did just reiterate to me, like, damn, I am so on the fringe when it comes mm. to that. Like, I don't know any of it. I don't mm. know anything what he was talking about. I know two of the people you named, maybe, mm-hmm. of the ten people you just named. But, like, so many people know so much stuff. And I don't have know. so I don't, many yeah, opinions about it. I don't know it. nothing about wrestling today. Now, sure. all of those stuff, when wrestling, with, I know all them. Yeah. I know all them folks. It's just like, what am I doing? Because I don't know. No, no, not Roman. I, Randy Orton, that's what it was, I just bro. feel like, I feel like for the amount that they know about that, mm-hmm. there should be something in my life that... Whenever they're spending time watching that, I should be spending my time doing something else. But I don't know what I'm doing because I don't know anything that in-depth otherwise. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, they got wrestling. What do I have? I don't know. What am I doing when they're watching wrestling? I need to be learning or You're something. watching basketball. I yeah. guess. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's all right, because that Ole, Ole Anderson died. Or other, yeah. or other sports. Okay. You know. The legendary Ole Anderson died today, so that's why. Like two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. So, yeah. Okay. Devin is in Kansas City. Hey, Devin. All right, two quick questions because I'm in my hiding spot at work. If you Terry, do you bring back bring back Calvin Ridley for the other receiver spot? I would. And my second question is hiring like a landscape company to handle all the yard work or are you going to do it yourself this spring or summer? <laughs> Come on, man. Who, who, I think you know the answer you know to the answer those to questions for both of us. No, well, me, you know what I want to do. I just had to talk to my wife. My wife's the camera in the backyard was going off. And so that's why I was like, I was looking at her and I went on the intercom on the security system. Get your ass out the backyard. 
All right, she wants to try to redo the whole damn yard, Andy. She got all these damn ideas. She just saw people come down and cut down some trees in the backyard. Now she want to cut down trees. All right? <laughs> all you need is one of these things to hook your hips around to the – yeah. This is her. This oh, is my, this yeah, is my wife. Oh, yeah, definitely don't all do that. All you got to do is get a string and hang definitely on to the branch. Definitely don't do that. This is my wife. Yeah, no, definitely hire – That's why hire, you can't have a chainsaw. Definitely hire professionals to cut trees That's down. why you can't have like, a chainsaw. That's what you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be doing all the yard work. I did get the – the sprayer out yesterday yeah. just to test it. Uh, that thing is awesome. That's going to be really nice. Oh, like that, that's going to it's going to cut my. It was going to take me the rest of the year uh, to paint that fence by yes. hand. Now it's probably going to take me half of the rest of the year <laughs> to paint that thing <laughs> with the sprayer. So we're good. We're good. We're going to do it ourselves. Let's get the takeaways of the day. As our show heads into the final stretch, it's time for the takeaway of the day. So many achievements. On Andy and Randy, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Takeaways of the day every day to wrap up the show. Uh, according to Dave O'Brien, uh, Chris Sale looked really damn good. Two perfect innings, topped out at 97 miles per hour. Ooh. So, yeah, he looked, so he looked like he was pretty good. Uh, Mike Conti has flow. And Andy Bunker's best friend's mom saw his junk. <laughs> <laughs> Only once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put an end to that. <laughs> Uh, Raheem Morris has never uh, gone speed dating. I think he actually struck out the side in order in the second inning. Yeah, man. So uh, get off, haters. Uh, the NFL Combine is like speed dating a sugar mama. Yes. And uh, Andy can run faster than a person in a wheelchair, but only uphill. Damn. <laughs> uh, you don't have to throw spaghetti against the wall to check it out. Just, you can just, just pop it right just in. Just eat it. Just eat it. Pop it right in. All right. We'll go out see what Dukes and Bell have for you next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.